0: This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 32. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. My name is Brett Duncan, and I am here today with Mr. Influence Leadership himself, Chris Fuller. Hey, Chris. Good morning, Brett. How are you, sir? And it's a good day. It's warm. It's, um, uh, we've survived the
1: two days, also known as Texas
0: winter. It's a good <laughs> That's right. Nothing like a two-day season. Um, yeah, we're, we've been hitting the 70s here, and it's the middle of February as we record this. And we're doing things a little differently today. For those of you who have followed us along for a while, you might even automatically, right away, instantly be able to tell the difference. But we are recording remotely, right? The, the marvels of technology. The marvels of technology. Yeah. But, you know, typically, for those that know, we typically, Chris and I, will meet in person at the Influence Leadership Office. And you even get to hear some of the hustle and bustle of that. Today you won't hear that hustle and bustle, but you might hear uh, some other things as we're working remotely. And we just felt like we wanted to squeeze in a couple uh, recordings here. One, because what we're going to cover today is pretty timely. And so it's great that this worked out and we could work it uh, in with our schedule. So, Chris. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Awesome. Well, let's jump in. And I think it's a it's a great topic. You know, we've been talking obviously a lot about maturity being the the word of the year, the theme, and you've really brought that to life. And in our last couple episodes, we you know, went back to some fullerisms that was fun. And then we talked about how anyone can lead at any level, and we've talked about the roles of leadership. But right now, you know, as we sit today recording this, mid February 2017. We are in the midst of the first 100 days of a new president, right? We are, and that's a, that's such an interesting piece because
1: everyone's eyes are on any new president for their first 100 days. It sort of sets the tone for, for their administration, mm-hmm. and I think it's just a, kind of a key piece when we look at maturity to... To look at and say, what if we took a first 100 days approach to our next 100 days, and what would that do for us as leaders, uh, for our teams, for ourselves, and for our organizations?
0: Yeah, so that's what we're going to do today, is how do you apply that mindset? What, what's the right way to think of your first 100 days? Uh, what maybe some obstacles or challenges, or maybe some ways we've seen people not do it correctly, um, and obviously we're speaking you know we're referring to the political landscape now, but that's really not what we're going to be focused on and if we did it would certainly take a different tone I'm sure Chris. but as we dig in here, you know really talking about what does it look like for us as leaders in our with in our businesses and our families in life overall when we take a 100 days approach so, Chris, kind of dig a little bit deeper into that. What does this look like to you? What's the healthy way to look at a true, quote-unquote, first 100 days?
1: Yeah, first off, I, I love your point, and, and it's a point well made. Um, I'm not really political uh, in the sense that uh, this is not a commentary on any any one particular person or any one particular event. This is a commentary on leadership, and, and to have a focused approach to your leadership, maturity says at times – We need to step back, plan, strategize, and then we need to mash the gas pedal for the first 100 days. There are initiatives. There's inertia. We've got to get momentum headed in our way. And so as I looked at this particular turn, I thought this would be a great topic for us to talk about. In in that focused approach, maturity says... We need some focused effort and some focused energy. And that's what the the, the reasoning kind of behind this, this topic and this blog and why I'm so passionate about it. I was talking to a team that had, um, initially they had 17 goals for 2017, 17 and 17. Okay. Well, so the struggle is, so now we're implementing more than one major initiatives a month uh, initiative a month, and how likely is the success of that going to be? So 17 and 17 was a little bit much, so we paired it down to 7 and 17. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still working on the uh, uh, on the rhyming, I guess, but so <laughs> when, when it even came to the 7 and 17, the, the focal point is, so what do we need to do in the next 100 days that will yield the greatest impact for the organizational initiatives so that we can set ourselves up for success? So if you had 100 days to act, what would that action look like? And I just want to challenge you. Maybe you're listening right now and, and you're already starting to think of some things. Put, press the pause button. Put us on pause for a minute. Start to write your list of what you would achieve for the first 100 days and then come back to us and, and pick us up again. But what would that look like? What's that focal point? What's the, the, those critical components of the inertia of the start that needs to get going?
0: And I know, too, I mean, we can obviously apply first 100 days to lots of, of things, right? I mean, you get to choose what that first 100 days is, or who knows, maybe if it's it's just the next 100 days, right? Or maybe it's the first 100 days that you're going to move forward with a different mindset, right? I mean, you can really apply this whenever and however you want to.
1: Yeah. Right. As far as leaders, I mean, the the moment you walk into a new position – From whether you're an individual contributor, whether you're a new leader, or whether you're a senior leader or executive, the the focal points of what you do for that first 100 days differs a little bit, but it's still the strategic piece. So you can do this certainly, again, for you, but you can do it for you and your role as an individual contributor. Uh, You're taking over a brand new team, or you're a senior leader coming in to implement some organizational change.
0: Yeah, so let's break that down a little bit. What this might look like, Uh, I'm sure people who are listening have experienced at least one of these scenarios, and maybe you've experienced all three of them. But what are some things someone who is, hey, it's their first 100 days on a a new job, a new company, Um, and you know they might be obviously in a true either by title leadership position, but as we know, we're all leaders uh, as we're gaining influence. What would be your tips and and areas to focus on for that person who is first 100 days on a new job? So the first 100 days for an individual contributor, I think you need to learn the
1: organization and the people in it. Hmm. So when we look at the culture of an organization, we look at what I term organizational topography. What leadership means is different in every organization and to each leader within that organization so as you start to think about how as an individual contributor do i increase my personal influence and how do i start to set my brand how people experience us over time repeatedly is our brand Mm -hmm. and so when you start to think about managing your brand in those first hundred days number one discover what the organizational topography is What gets influenced? Who has proximity and visibility to key stakeholders? Um, What is my role? How do I play my role Um, exceedingly well? But on the first part, it really is to learn uh, the influencers and what influences
0: the organization. Hmm. Yeah, that's really strong because it's, um, I mean, there's so much, right, that you're getting kind of thrown at you. But one of the things that kind of stuck out to me there is one of the perks, I think, of starting a new job or going somewhere new is that whatever it is you wanted to reinvent about yourself or change or do better, you have a clean slate to do that with, right? Absolutely. And again, what what you don't
1: want to do is you're working on managing relationships. You're wanting to start to deepen or start to form relationships and deepen relationships over those first hundred days. Um, The likelihood is you receive the job because of your technical acumen. You had the skill set to get the job or you were given an opportunity. What's the unknown is will you fit in the culture and how user-friendly will you be in the process. So from the organizational side, they'll be um, essentially judging you on your relational skill set. You know, we say that people are hired for what they know and fired for who they are. Mm -hmm. So we need to start to focus on the relationships and how do we become that that collaborative, value-added team member that is good with people, user-friendly, and we start to leverage that understanding over time to be able to again increase our influence, which um, in our world is the same definition as increasing your leadership.
0: Yeah, I want you to say that higher and fire line again. That was I. I even had to sit here and chew on it a little bit. Say that one more time. We hire you
1: for what you know, but you're let go. You're fired for who you are. Mm. So competency will get you in the door, but character will exit you from the room. Mm -hmm. And many times in that people skills, if you get sideways with the wrong person, you know, they say there's there's no second chance to make a great first impression. Mm -hmm. So this is what we're setting up. We're managing that brand and we're saying, how do we... How do we just get the the landscape and how do we understand and how do we focus in on the key relationships and just learning the nuances? Every organization has weirdness. We just need to learn the uniqueness of this organization and the people in it and just kind of take some time to digest what's going on. We can add value, but we get to figure out how to add value if you if you try to add value in a way that isn't valuable to the organization, it's not going to be valued
0: yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really strong. You know, I'm sitting here too, thinking about the first hundred days, which, uh, especially if you're new at a company, that really lines up with what we typically call the honeymoon period, right? Um, and I'm sure you've heard that before, right, around the around the Absolutely. office, Chris. Yeah. So how does that, you only get one chance for the honeymoon period too, and that has this implication of, hey, you can you can do no wrong during that time period, or the pressure isn't quite as high, you know, different people think of it different ways. So when you're sitting there really trying to kind of set the stage for influence, set the stage for obviously character, um, how do you see taking the advantage of the quote unquote honeymoon period, but also how do you see how it could, you know, if you take too much advantage of it or you are really focused on it, how it can be detrimental.
1: So for an individual contributor, I would say that, that you have some latitude to ask for resources. There's no greater time to ask for what you need. So my big takeaway is identify your unknowns and ask for help around your unknown. So you're likely to get more resourcing on the front end than you are, uh, later on at any other time. Now is the time to maybe cash in a couple of chips early and see if you can get the, uh, the, the, the resourcing that you need to be able to create the greatest impact. That's, that's really a step one. Um, uh, but again, you're going to have to, you, you, in the midst of that, there's a responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You have the graciousness. You have some of the chips that you can cash in. Let's just make sure we use those uh, chips and we cash them in on the right initiatives early on.
0: There you go. That's good. So that is thinking about individual contributor, first 100 days on the job. Let's talk about a new leader. So obviously this might be a new leader at a new company, but a lot of times it's a new leader at a company they've been at, however you want to apply that. What does the new leader need to to keep in mind over their first 100 days?
1: Well, the the first piece is to do a little bit of organizational diagnostic again. And so um, what's gone on in the company? How much change? What's the leader like that you're following? Hopefully some of this you did in the interview process. You never really want to follow the founder or this beloved leader. Um, you never want to be that guy coming in, that gal coming in. You always want to be the one that followed a lousy leader. It makes you look good, right? So a little self-serving. Right. On that there you thing. go. So when you, when you start to dial in, What's recently changed within the organization or what do I perceive needs to change within the organization? And then I need to um, understand what the leadership hired me to do. So get clear um, expectations from my upline. And then the next piece would be get a great understanding of the team that I have. Mm-hmm. And once I once I understand what the organization um, their present is, what their past has been, what the leadership above me wants to do, and the team that I have, then I focus on. Um, I, I heard one one person say that they their mantra is no significant changes in the first ninety
0: days. Hmm. Which seems kind of. A lot of people don't take that at all, right? A lot of people are coming in saying, "What can I hang my hat on immediately and do big things?" So why would they say something like that? Yeah, so the 90s a little bit
1: long for my taste, Uh but essentially they're saying if you make changes in the first 90 days, how do you know whether the change is better or just different? Mm. How have you really done the diagnostic to understand what? truly needs to occur? Or are you coming in? Where are your assumptions going to blindside you down the road? And again, it's not any better. It's just different. So it's a stylistic instead of an improvement.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, you know, obviously as a new leader, I I think your advice there is great. Um, there's, There's a certain level of clarity that comes in the hiring process, right? In the interview process. But as we all know, Uh, there's another level of clarity waiting for you uh, when you actually start on the job. Right. And so being very intentional,
1: that's called reality.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, And and so being very clear on, you know, what actually is, uh, is your role, what's being asked of you and how that compares with what you think needs to happen. Right.
1: I, I think that that's a key piece to negotiate on the front end. So if you're right now, if you're hiring for a position, if you're interviewing for a position trying to negotiate 60 days at least to get to know your team to get to know everyone and to understand what it is that you're changing and to start to get the buy-in of your people so a key initiative here uh, and I I dealt with this with an executive last year that essentially was um, hired and transitioned out within 30 days 60 days something like that it was a crazy short amount of time and what happened is Came in, knew the solutions, believed the solutions, made the solutions, but the team didn't buy into the solutions. Hmm. And so instead of being embraced, essentially he flipped the sled in our Iditarod terminology. Yeah. And um, and ultimately was exited from the organization because his team lost confidence. Um, and so I think you need that period of time to get to know the team, understand the team, even if you know the answer. The question is not, do you know the answer? The question is, can you get your team to know the answer? And can you get, get your team to buy into
0: the solution as if it were their own? Yeah, well, that's, that's obviously there's nothing better coming out of 60 days, 90 days, 100 days than having a team, right? Right. Working under your leadership that's completely on board that is focused on the same things you're focused on that they're, they're crystal clear on the direction and the mission and the vision, right? I mean, amazing things can take place when that's when that's there. You've
1: got to get the buy-in of your constituency, right? so mm-hmm. you you really do have to get to that point where you completely understand fully. you know in the medical community, they say prescription prior to diagnosis is malpractice. Mm. Yeah, and so when we come in, we are people of action. That's what leaders are. We want to act, but acting in the wrong way, applying the wrong solution to an unknown problem or to a, an assumed problem, is going to lead to um, poor execution, if not uh, ultimately poor brand management for yourself.
0: Yeah, that's great. So thinking—that's you know thinking in terms of the new leader. Uh, but how about a senior leader or a, an executive? Um, again, could be coming up the ranks within the company they've been with or might be new with the company. But I'm sure everything we've talked about at some level applies to them. But what is different for that senior leader when they're thinking about their first 100 days?
1: I think the first thing to to understand is that your voice is so loud that anything that you say, the organization is going to amplify that and fear runs rampant. So the, the 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 judging that you're going to be under, I think just in, uh, is amplified. It's at a completely different level. But what what you're looking for in that senior leader, that executive is you're wanting to get the people or allow the people to get to know you, the person. You're wanting them to see your values. Here's what you value. Here's what it means. Here's your approach. And so I think that the 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 modus or the uh, the uh, op- modus operandi for the leader, the onus is what I was trying to say. The onus is on the leader. The responsibility is on the leader to allow people to get to know them, and to start to cast the vision. That's such a key piece. Is when when you're coming in, if you're coming into a, a something that has negative momentum or negative inertia, the first thing is is to is to stop the falling knife. Hmm. And to stop the falling knife, we've got to just kind of halt the negative. And that some of what that comes into is just admitting this is where we are, to get everybody crystal clear about where the organization is and the steps that it's going to take to be able to turn it around. So casting vision, projecting hope, talking about a new future. These are if you're wanna be a change management, if you're coming in to make a change, these are some key pieces, is just to start um, to turn around the possibility thinking in people's minds from negative possibilities negative probabilities to hopeful possibilities and what that future cast the vision for the for the um, uh, the world arch and what the, the the new envisioned future could be then you start to to work on the processes and um, start to delineate put some meat around the bones about how we're going to get there
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like that. You know, obviously you have to come in and, and cast the vision and, and there's so many reasons to do that. But if for no other reason than, you know, for those people who are who you are now leading, uh, that they are obviously inspired and energetic and you're gaining that buy in. But on more of the logistical or operational front, um, what are you doing as an executive leader, a senior leader as you come into a new situation? How are you you know what are some key uh, points of advice on assessing the situation and figuring out your best next steps so for
1: for me I was just talking to an organization this morning about it I think it comes down to I've got to assess my product or service I've got to assess my people and I've got to assess my processes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and ultimately Um, Product, service, people, process, passion, purpose, all this wraps up into culture. And, uh, Brett, as you're well aware, I'm very passionate about the culture of the organizations. Leaders build culture because culture delivers results. So in the assessment phase, you know, what are the products and services that we're offering? What's our image? What's our brand proposition to our customers? But I think that one of the key pieces that you have to focus on is not only what's our secret sauce, but what um, team do I have and how do I understand can this team, this team that I have right now, the reality of this team, can this team get me there and, and what do I do if they can't? Um, is that that I need to trade out some players? I need to start a development program. Uh, somehow I've got to change this existing team and change means I can change them through growth or I can change them
0: through exiting and, and uh, repopulating. Yeah, no, that's great. So, you know, I think obviously we could, we could go on and on there, but I think that's some practical advice on the, really the most common, probably levels of, of uh, first hundred days that our listeners are going through. But at the end of the day, and you said this at the beginning, I want you to drill down just a little bit more, but you know, when we speak in terms of first hundred days, we're thinking in terms of sprints, right? And we've talked about this before. It obviously comes up in your book, I Did Right Leadership. Um, but let's come back to that. I mean, what is this sprint mentality all about?
1: Well, let's take a focused approach. And, again, I, I want to make sure that I'm clear. As a new leader and, and especially as a senior leader and executive coming in, um, whether you have board approval or owner approval, the leadership above you, you are going to have some chips that you can cash in. You're going to have a, this honeymoon period, and, and you've got to think about what are the asks and how do you cash in those chips? So in the midst of the diagnostic, the sprint is I've got to sprint the diagnostic as much as I can, but then I've got to have this focused energy and effort that essentially says how do I bank some early wins and how do I get the team feeling like winners again? So on this sprint what do I do to not only improve the processes to to deliver some early wins, but to get the team feeling like winners. And then one of the key pieces that I think is important as a leader is to share the credit with the team or even give the team the credit. You guys are great. All you needed was the spark. You guys are the fuel. You guys did an amazing job. So you're building the wins within the team and building the winning attitude within the team. Again, setting the tone, setting the values. But your role as that leader is the focused energy on those three to four key pieces. Um, I I would try to limit it to five um, key pieces that for this next piece, if I asked you for your business, for your operation, if you had 100 days to achieve three to five things, what would those three to five things be? And what's focused energy look like for the next 100 days to be able to accomplish that? Let's take a sprint. Sometimes I get mad at myself because I'm allowing the hurdles and the and the roadblocks to be there and I just need to get to that p- place of intensity within myself that I'm willing to blow through the walls and get to the other side so if you were just gonna be that Mack truck that decided to just drive through the walls what would that look like how do we focus that energy for the first 100 days what are those three to five top initiatives that you can that you can focus on that's gonna create the biggest bang for the buck and then again, how do I get my team feeling like winners, that they're the ones that that accomplished it?
0: Leverage that team, increase their inertia, and let's go achieve some great stuff. Oh, that's great. You know, I call that my uh, "come hell or high water" statement, right? I mean, there's lots of things <laughs> over the first 100 days here that could happen. There's probably lots of things that will happen, but come hell or high water, these three to five things I'm going to make sure happen, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, the reality
1: is um, uh, not everything that they told you coming in is going to be real. You're going to hit some hiccups. You're going um, to find the uglies within the organization, and, and you're going to have to deal with those. And, and that's just the reality. That's a mature mindset. A um, uh, mature mindset, you know, understands that there's strengths and weaknesses to every organization. There's uh, – and, and likelihood is – that the mess that we're
0: in is underreported, and we're going to have to figure it out. Sure. Well, this is great. And, and if you've enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you have, uh, I definitely want to encourage you to, to look back at some previous episodes. Specifically, we talked today about strategic sprints, and episode 21 is completely dedicated to that, strategic sprints and strategic rest. So go back and listen to that. But um, definitely, some other episodes too in the archives that really speak to this. Um, also, wanting uh, really encourage you to go to influenceleadership.com. Uh, Chris, you've been you've been writing lately. I see some blog posts popping up here, which is great.
1: Um, you know, you've challenged me to 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 do the blog weekly or to do the podcast weekly, which drives the blog weekly. And so, again, it's a it's a matter for me of staying in touch with uh, with the folks that that really share that same mindset and heart set. And it's about our community Brett and I really appreciate you jumping in with that and and uh, and really spurring it on for us to build a little bit more community on a consistent basis in 2017
0: yeah so definitely check out influenceleadership.com check out the blog and definitely if you have not done it yet put your email address in we will send you the 151 fullerisms uh, which, again, a couple episodes back, we, we touched on a few of those. Those are great. Uh, but would love for you to go there and obviously reach out to, to us. If you want to work with Chris at your company or individually, make sure that you reach out to Chris. We would love to talk to you about that. Um, so, Chris, final word for the day. Well, the final word for the day is,
1: again, we're back to maturity and we're back to focused effort, and that's the 100 days. And um, so my final word is, you can achieve what you want to achieve. Let's just let's dial you in a little bit. Let's focus your energy. Let's take the intentionality for the next hundred days and see if we can really move that needle for what you want to
0: achieve in 2017. Awesome! Thank you so much for joining us today on the Influence Leadership Podcast.